Welcome to DBPA, the Drunk Bitches Podcast. I'm Jamie. And I'm Sarah. Each episode, we pair a wine with a topic where you get more lip with each sip. So let's get started. But first, pass the wine, bitch. Happy 2019, DVP. Uh, It's a new year, and today we're going to talk about New Year's resolutions. So for our first episode of 2019, we're calling it Let's Make a Deal. 2019 resolutions. Very common for people to do or to make them. Maybe not quite as common for people to keep them. Yeah, I think they're made (laughs) to break most of the time. But hopefully, all right, like hopefully we can talk a little (laughs) bit about our, you know, what people can do to kind of stick with that. But we are drinking, very fittingly called, The Dealmaker by Jeff Cohn Sellers. And it's a 2016, it is a red blend of Zinfandel and Petite Syrah. Yeah, and on the label, there is a picture of uh, two people shaking hands. And so I feel like in this, in the, for this episode, you're shaking hands with yourself. <laughs> you're making a deal with yourself you're making for your a deal resolution. With yourself. It's all good. It's all good. Okay, so I'm going to crack it. New year, new wine, guys. There we go. Had mm. a nice little pop at the end there. Yeah, I was going to say, that was a little uneventful, but what else? <laughs> The cracks always are. <laughs> uh, yeah, I remember seeing this in the store and being like, well, that looks quite interesting, deal maker. It's like a cool sketch, too. Like, I almost want to take a, a colored pencil or a crayon and just start coloring, coloring it. it in. Yeah. I almost thought it said deal breaker. And I was like, oh. oh. But then I was like, oh, no, it's deal maker. Okay, okay. Oh. So. No. <laughs> I don't know, girl. So, but, you know, everyone loves a deal, like the wine description says. Girl, we talked about this with, like, our shopping, too, and, like, Christmas and stuff and, like, finding deals. I'm the worst deal Ooh. shopper. Sarah, on the other hand, is the best wine deal shopper. And just regular deal. I'm, like, really into, I, I'm I'm into bargain shopping. I have no patience for it, which I guess is my downside. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, my gosh. It, it smells wonderful. It does, especially compared to like the wines that we were just smelling last <sighs> night at our, which were fine, I'll say. Like New Year's resolution, like obviously drink more wine is one of mine. <laughs> but the wines that we had last night, I just have an aversion to like really acidic red wines. And so this is like. We went to a wine tasting last night. That is what she's referring to. This is lovely. Oh my god, this is okay. I haven't gotta tasted cheers. it yet. We got to cheers. Oh, cheers, bitch! <laughs> the first cheers of 2019. So solid. All right. Oh man. Mm-hmm. This is good. This All is around. um. This Ooh. is this is a this is a California wine. Oh, very much. You can just, like, tell the smell and the taste. It is, like, pure Cali. In four out of five cases last night at this wine tasting, I didn't even need to know where it was from. I just automatically went to the California one. Or the U.S. one. Uh, That was, like, and they were mostly California. We did an uh, old versus new world. Yeah. Uh, Winter reds. Yes, which we'll we'll, we'll do an episode kind of on something similar, but... Uh, Jamie was not feeling the French stuff. No. I no. really enjoyed the shit enough to pop. <laughs> that was good. That was good. But, yeah. So, anyways. We digress. We digress. So, we have this this Jeff Cohn, and Jeff Cohn has actually been around for a while. I mean, he's had his foot or hand or 
head, whatever, in the winemaking industry for many, many his years. Body. His body, his being. Um, he, but I found this really interesting, so I feel like I have to mention it. Jeff Cohn has a degree in culinary arts from Johnson and Wales University, and many people are probably like, "What where the hell?" That? And where is that? So Johnson Wales University is originally in Rhode Island, and the only reason why I really know that is because my sister went there for I'm baking right. and pastry arts, which is so cool. And I was just there last weekend on their campus. It was so cool. Um, so I shout out to Jay Wu, um, but Jay they Wu, are, Jay Wu. But they are actually one of the top-notch um, culinary institutes in in the in the states. Um, that is so exciting. And, yeah. So I was I thought that was really really cool. Um, it says here that he started enology studies in '93, and in '96 he joined Rosenblum Cellars, which I know that I've seen. Oh, I can't I've seen say it that so I've many had times. anything from Rosenblum, but he was winemaker and vice president of winemaking there for a long time. But he simultaneously, while doing that, started his own wine label. So he was kind of, you know, doing things on his own, just maybe kind of seeing where things were going, taking an opportunity to kind of try different expressions of things, I'm guessing. Um, And in 2006 is when he left Rosenblum, so after a decade, to really kind of focus on his own Jeff Cohn Cellars or JCC. So, or JC Cellars. JC Chavez? Insane? (laughs) There's so many things happening right now. So many but I'm sure I'm sure our listeners have seen Rosenblum on the shelves. Yeah, it's, right? a, it's in so many stores. It's a red label. I can picture it actually. Have you? Are you familiar with this Rock Pile Road Zinfandel? That one I'm not as familiar with, because that I guess is one of the wines that he created under Rosenblum, which placed third on Wine Spectator's Top 100 list um, in 2003. I'd just like to point out that this which went down really quick. Holy. Crap! Girl loves her zen. Girl I do loves love my zen. zen. I do love my zen. We haven't had one for a while. I haven't so, had one in a while. Sarah, let's. Can we talk a little bit about zen? Yes. I know that like we've talked before about it, but I'm acknowledging that it's a new year. We may have some new listeners, and we also. It's always a good thing to get some refreshers on these wines. I know. I need to refresh myself. So let's chat a bit about what. So it's 80% Zinfandel, mm-hmm. 20% Petite Syrah. So can you tell us a little bit about like some like Zin? good points, good things to know about Zin? Sure. I'd also like to point out this that this is 14.9% ABV, so Ooh. I better slow my, my roll here. Oh, my God. Um, that's pretty high. Which that is, is, really, that is Zin is usually that's on the not, higher side. Yeah. I'd say for Zin, that might actually be like a less boozy one. Uh, I don't know. That's pretty boozy. Oh, I'm so sorry. Actually, this label here says 14.8, but um, online it said 14.9. Well, whatever. Yeah, I was going to say. Huge difference. <laughs> that point one. <laughs> uh, so Carry on. Zinfandel, some people might know as Primitivo, which is actually an Italian version mm-hmm. of the same grape. Um, and so you, if you ever see Primitivo, I gravitate towards Zin. A lot. So, so I, you know, for Italian wine, I'm usually like kind of like, I, I'm, I feel like I'm 50 50 on Italians. Like, mm-hmm. I like, I like, I really like some of them and then some of them I'm really not into. So, this is like me last night with friends. Yeah. So, you know, Primitivo is one that I usually definitely try because I know it's in. However, it's actually not from Italy, it's actually originally from Croatia. Right. 
And it's called something cray cray. Cray. I'm not even gonna. Tell I don't remember it. Go listen to episode two if you want to hear how it's pronounced. Well, hold on. I, I, I'll look it up. <laughs> um, <laughs> but the reason that the alcohol level is high is due to the uneven ripening of the grapes. Okay. So this delays harvest. So you can't harvest all your grapes at once because some of them are not ripe enough yet. Okay, that makes so sense. So when you do harvest, some of your grapes are already kind of getting to that raisin point. Okay. Um, while others are fine, and so there tends to be, you know, a lot of sugar in the grapes when they're picked, and so that obviously increases the level of alcohol. Oh, absolutely. Fermenting sugar. Especially because alcohol. they don't want that residual sugar here. So they're gonna they're gonna ferment the shit out of that. Fermenting the shit out of it. Um, so one of the most popular types is what's known as old vines in, and mm-hmm. I believe this is one of those. Yeah, I think um, so. And these are made from wine. These are wines that are made from California grapes that are grown on vines that are at least fifty years old. Can you imagine? I mean, so when when vines get that old, they tend to not produce as much fruit, mm-hmm. but they're it's it's much more creates much more complex flavors in the fruit that is grown off of it. It's maturity. Yeah. Maturity. Good maturity. Good maturity. Tasty maturity. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So they're supposed to be bigger in flavor and more intense than the younger vines. Yeah. I would say this is pretty big in flavor and pretty Oh, my God, I agree. I mean, it's this is like a deep, deeply intense wine. So we use, yeah. I mean, and usually they're going to be a little bit more expensive. I think this was what twenty, twenty dollars. Oh shoot, twenty to twenty three. Yeah, not too something? bad. Not too bad. Yeah, but I think um, so. The other thing, so Zin typically has like black fruit flavors you tend to get a little bit of spice there a little more tobacco and like yeah maybe even like leathery i guess depending if it's oaked versus unoaked because that unoaked is going to seem i think a bit more jammy so maybe favoring towards like some shiraz or syrah Uh which can be jammy um but really good flavors for sure um and zin also pairs well with a ton of foods it does. Some of ethnic foods, actually. Yeah, well, I mean, that spice, right? Yeah, so well, that's that. why it surprised me, because I thought that the spice in the wine wouldn't necessarily go well or complement other spices in dishes, but yeah, Zin is, Zin is like a good go-to for I food. Say, I would say that it also is not just the spice, but also smoke. Mm. I think there's that's a, a good, good amount. Point. Like, because of the fruit, the fruitiness of it, um... You know, it's it's a good amount of smoke, smoky like smoky meats and things like that. I think you would do well with. Okay. So yeah, so smoky, smoky, smoky flavors, smoky flavors, smoky meats, um, some spices like you know, like you said, like spicy foods. There's like cinnamon and tobacco flavors. Yeah. But uh, I think you have on here Asian barbecue. Yeah. So that I mean, like again. Kind of like that smoky thing. But I honestly, like, I'm the kind of person who I can drink Zin on its own and really just enjoy it. I don't think you need to pair it with food. I agree. And I think that that is one of the cool things because um, it is something that is a palatable wine as opposed mm-hmm. to some wines that just sort of have this, just lack some depth. This has a lot of character to it. And I'd say 
you know, if I, I initially felt like I picked up a lot of blueberry and mm-hmm. there's there's tannins that kind of coat your mouth and just like are really they're present, but they're just really kind of I, they're not overpowering, but they are like I want to say powerful, but not like in a in a bad way, horrible way. Yeah, it, I mean they're there, but it's. And it's very smooth too, which is also ironic. The fact that it has all these, t- it has these tannins. I don't know. So speaking of early ripening with the grapes, mm-hmm. that's the reason it's called primitivo, because primo in Italian means early. Oh, yeah. I got it. You know what? That should be a resolution for me this year. Take a ah, take a jumping ahead. language class. We're anyway. jumping ahead. We'll get there. We'll get there. So the other grape that we have here is our Petite Syrah, which we have also talked a little bit about. Um, But Petite Syrah is also, it's the American version of the Dorif grape, which is another French grape. Um, Because I say that, I say another French grape because it's a cross between Syrah and the Pelerson grapes. Pelerson. So it doesn't mean a smaller version of Syrah. Although technically the berries are smaller. However, but that's not why. But that's not really why. It's still a very bold, big wine. Um, Durif was not particularly common in France. You're going to see more of the Syrah Mm -hmm. in France. And so California just became this, like, haven for Petite Syrah. And I think, I'd say that it is still probably primarily Cali. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's not light by any means. It is a big, bold, red wine grape um, that does have smaller berries, which is part of the reason why it's still one of those bolder grapes is that there's more skin to go around less flesh or less berry, which means that there's more tannins that get imparted once you make the wine. There's also more color. Exactly. So it's And you can tell even oh, in this one, so you can pretty. totally tell that there's... I mean, Zin is a dark-colored wine, but the you can tell there's some petite straw. You're getting like on this violet ruby. Red. Yes, ruby, like, getting closer to, like, a slightly more purplish hue. It's really, really nice. And one thing, one reason why I thought that this was particularly fitting for our episode yes. is because many, many people tend to make those health-related resolutions at the new year. Well, folks, if you decided that you want to drink more healthfully, <laughs> petite Syrah is one of the red grapes that has the highest antioxidant level of anthocyanin. Oh. Does that sound right? Mm-hmm. That's how it's spelled. Um, and so, because of that, you're getting all these, like, lovely antioxidants, which, heck yeah, this is your health. Who doesn't want your ana- antioxidants? This is your health juice. This is your juice cleanse, okay? Okay. <laughs> as, I, as I saw... <laughs> Wait, I got an email. I can't remember. It was from, um, I think, Castella Giamorosa. And they were like, it's time for a red solution. Not a resolution, a red mm. solution. Clever play on the word. I words. thought it was really funny. Clever play on the word. So, um, so yeah. before we get into our topic, is there anything more on our winemaker, Jeff Cohn, that we want to talk about? I mean, he's kind of an interesting dude. Um, interesting dude. Interesting dude. In terms of the wine itself, uh, the description that they say, which you mentioned before, everybody loves a deal. Everybody loves a deal. And I did see, so I did look up, this is, on average, priced about around $20. Yeah. And so, 
what Jeff says for this wine is that this wine comes from my passion to find wines that over-deliver and won't hurt my wallet. One that shows the essence of what Jeff Cohn Cellar's wines are all about and producing the best wines with a sense of place from some of the finest vineyards in Sonoma, Amador counties, and beyond. So you did mention, too, this is Old Vine um, in Amador County, uh, Zinn, showcasing brambly fruit with spice, cracked black pepper, black cherry, raspberry, um, a little bit of wild herbs. I don't get the wild herbs. I get the black pepper. I get the black pepper on the nose. Um, Definitely some black cherry and raspberry. Oh, and I I honestly get blueberry, too. Mm Mm-hmm. But I would man. say yes to the blueberry for sure, actually. It is a very enjoyable you wine. You know what? It's like alcoholic blueberry pie. Oh. <laughs> we'll just add, like, we'll just bake a bunch of pie crusts, yeah. like, just by itself and just, like, eat that along with this. You're eating, like, a really good blueberry pie and then when you take ice a cream? sip of wine. Yeah. It's. Mm. Okay. So, anyway. Okay. Um, As I salivate. Maybe I just want blueberry pie. I'm I don't sorry, know if I, I don't like have any. Do, do, do they make blueberry pie? Is Are you that kidding? A thing? Is that yes. a thing? Yes. yes. Okay. All right, we'll go to honey pie. I mean, we had pies for our wedding, and I do not recall having blueberry pie as an option. It's definitely an option. Okay. It's got to be an option. I love some cherry pie. I'll tell you that much. I know. That shit's right. good. Anyway. Moving on. Way. Someone send us a pie. <laughs> Preferably cherry. Private. <laughs> direct message, DM or PM us. Private message, direct message, whatever it is. But if you have access to blueberry pies, we'd love to try one. <laughs> I'm going to find one. <laughs> oh, I, you know what? I have a mini one in my in my pantry. It's like a personal Is sock. it like a McDonald's one? <laughs> I bought it from Pick and Save. <laughs> it smells like a dollar, and I was like, okay. Okay, here's a It's dollar. been there for probably two months, so it's probably bad. Yeah. Sorry. Fresh blueberries, guys. <laughs> Fresh blueberry pie. <laughs> Okay. Uh, all right. So, moving on. That doesn't really go with any New Year's resolutions of diets, I guess. Not really. No. Oh, there's no. any accidents in blueberries. I mean, I want everyone to notice the pregnant pause that just occurred as we, we as debated we whether debated. or not this could fall into that category. Um, so, New Year's resolutions. <laughs> Jeez. God. This well, is like... it's. I find that it's always... A seemingly stressful time of year for people. Not to mention all of the holiday stuff, and you're just like, you're closing out the year, and then you're like, oh my god, I need to like do like taxes and like all this stupid adulting stuff. And we just then, talked about the stress of the holidays. Yes. Right? And then yeah. we go and find ourselves with the start of a new year, and yeah. everybody like promotes like making New Year's resolutions. I mean, gyms go crazy, like enter having discounts or like zero enrollment fees and blah, yeah, blah, blah. I'm annoyed about that situation anyway. Oh, because like you can't get a spot at the gym because or in my classes taken. because yeah. everybody's like, oh yes, today. Listen, I'm all I'm all into it. I all I want everybody to be healthy, and I enjoy that. But, but like, do it on your own time. No I'm kidding. Well, no, but it's like <laughs> then stick to it because like come March you're all gone, which is. Perhaps a silver lining for mm-hmm. us. Yes. But it's also, that is a really good point because a lot of people don't stick to their resolutions. And I think that there are some reasons why. But before we get into that, can you tell me the background? Yeah. Like, where does this come from? I know, right? Who the fuck invented resolutions? Mm. <sighs> 
Screw them. Um, okay, so New Year's resolutions are traditions, which are actually, I found weird, more common in the Western Hemisphere than the Eastern. Really? I did not know that. In which a person resolves to change an undesired trait or behavior to accomplish a personal goal or otherwise improve their life. I have a point about that, but I'll, I'll pause for a moment. Babylonians made promises to their gods at the start of each year that they would return borrowed objects and pay their debts. All right. Okay. That sounds good. That's commendable. How much stuff did they borrow? Shit. It's <laughs> a good question. I mean, like, if that's, like, part of your start of your year, you're borrowing a lot of shit. That it? I mean, right? Yeah. Okay, that's weird. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, maybe it's trying to set yourself up for a positive moral company. I don't know, whatever. Um, okay, so the Romans began each year by making promises to the god Janus for whom the month of January is named. Oh, wow. I just learned something new. Uh, yeah, I had no January. idea. January. Janus. Wow. Okay. I need to look up this Janus. In the, in the medieval <laughs> era, the knights, or knigets, took the peacock vow. <laughs> shut, shut the F up right now. Shut that door. The peacock vow? What does that know. mean? I don't know. What does that mean? I don't know, but they took they took it this peacock vow at the end of the Christmas season to reaffirm their commitment to chivalry. <laughs> okay, okay, hold on. Hold oh, on. are you finding this? What is a peacock vow? So are they bowing to a fucking peacock? <laughs> Cuz there sh- there better be okay. a peacock involved here. So one by one each night would place their hands on a live or roasted peacock. <clears throat> Alive or roasted. Roasted? I would think that the two would have very different meanings. Yeah. And then they would recommit themselves for the next 12 months to the ideals of chivalry. Charles Dickens actually wrote about this. Charles what? Charles Dickens. Um yeah, right. it was the vow of the peacock or of the pheasant. These birds perfectly represented the splendor and variety of the majesty of the kings during the Middle Ages. I mean, yeah, there's a lot. They more are that, beautiful but I'm creatures. Gonna, I'm not even gonna. All right. Okay. okay. Wouldn't that be awesome if we did that on New Year's Eve? Go find a peacock and like hunt it down, strap it down, so we can touch it. I'm sure <laughs> many peacocks did not appreciate the touching. Just saying. We may have better luck if we do a roasted one, but I also don't want to eat a peacock. Yeah, I don't know what that would taste like. They're too pretty. Um, Okay, so there are other religious parallels, as we're learning. So um, Christians prepared for the year by praying and making resolutions during watch night services. Um, Judaism, there's Rosh Hashanah and through the high holidays, um, and Yom Kippur. And that is an opportunity for one to reflect upon. I'm quoting Wikipedia. It's an opportunity for one to reflect upon one's wrongdoings over the year and both seek and offer forgiveness. So this almost seems like you're, like, going to confession, if I were to put this into, like, a Catholicism view. Going to confession and being like, what's my penance? What do, do I have to go do, like, ten Hail Marys? Like, what's going on here? Isn't it penance? Penance? Yeah. (laughs) What did I say? Penance? What did I say? I think you said penance. Did I? Oh, my God. 
Well, it's been a long time since I've gone on the confessional booth. Jamie, you have to go to penance. Mm. You have to... <laughs> no, you have to go to confession to get your penance for saying penance. To say... To acknowledge that I, it's been... Oh, my God. Anyway, moving It's been on. a long time. Um, so, this is also... These resolutions are something similar to, like, Lent, which okay. is, like, 40 days of giving up something. Yeah. Is the idea. But I have also, in the past, taken it as an opportunity to not say I'm giving up something because I also don't want to give up things. But to say that I'll do something different. Which is nice. Positive for 40 days. I would think Lent is more of a sacrifice. A resolution is... A way of bettering yourself, right? Not Although, that, not that, I mean, that's kind of the same. It can be the same, but you can flip it for sure. But I think what you just said, though, is probably maybe I don't want to say a misconception, but a difference in how people perceive that because. Mm-hmm. Even what we said before is that the resolutions are a tradition to resolve to change an undesired trait or behavior, and that sounds like something negative. When you say, like, oh, I'm going to stop doing this, something awful. But do you mean, like, give up your vices during Lent? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. Like give up. Okay. But, but here's the other thing about, about what you just said. A resolution could also be, like, bettering something that's already good, right? So it's not necessarily, like... That's true. You could be, like, you know, I'm already... I'm already working out. I'm already in shape. But I want to... I want to hit the old. I want to be the ultimate fighter. Are you that's like referencing? A, did you just watch the Friends episode or what? No, but that's funny. I know. No, John Favreau. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be the ultimate fighter, <laughs> the ultimate fighting champion. You, the ultimate fighting champion. So, like, maybe that would be your resolution. It's definitely not mine. No, it's <laughs> not freaking mine. It's John like that Favreau's. much right now. But I'm saying like. Couldn't it be that you want to make yourself be or be better at some or something that you already do, yes. but you want to be better at that, right? Yes. So, like, so that's actually I think a pretty good segue into you know like how to stick with resolutions and how to make a resolution. So maybe, according to my husband, this episode is going to come a little too late because the start of the year already happened. But deal with it, people. Doesn't mean that you can't make resolutions not on January 1st. Whatever. You can make resolutions the whole month of January. Or any time of the year. Exactly. So, Sean. Sean. (sighs) (laughs) Collective sigh. Collective sigh, Sean. So, there are some ways to, like, make things more successful or be more successful. Mm -hmm. But I do have before... Should we do that first, or should we talk about our own resolutions? Oh. Do you have a resolution? No. No? <laughs> really? Uh, okay, why don't you go with yours? Okay, I'll start I'll mine. Okay, so I am continuing. This is a continuation is of 2018. Wine? Is it wine? Well, of course there's a wine-related <laughs> one. Right. However, one of the things that... I, oh, wait, I, I do. I do have a resolution. I'm sorry. Okay, I forgot. I did. I have one. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> so mine. That's continuation from 2018. I made it. I resolved to read two books a month. Oh, that's nice. Okay. But see, you already read, so that's making it better. No, no. Here's the thing. I usually don't read that much, and I felt that like I, feel I like was you getting. Do. 
because in 2018 I made an effort and I was oh, like, okay. I joined my library so that I could get books in the library so I didn't have to buy so all of them. So you saw it through. I did. You did. Now she I did, did yeah. not, I will say, I will admit I did not read two books a month because let's be honest, life happens, Lesbian. but I read, let's be honest, but I read 14 books last year. That's 14, a lot. but that doesn't include my wine ones. Okay. You guys. Like my like books. wine folly and like wine bible and other stuff that I've like read randomly because I also haven't done it like front to back. Right. But for this year I have made the resolve to read at least 15 books. So I surpassed ah. last year's and I already I still have a running list of things that I wanted to read last year that I didn't get to and I got an alert today that my book is at the library. So but I'm see, already going to be see, off to you're, it. You're improving upon True. Because I think it's good because I have also tried to vary, like, the focus. It's not just all, like, chick book, chiclet books or, like, non... I'm sorry. Fiction books. I am reading nonfiction and, like, autobiographies and things like that. And I feel like I'm becoming more in tune with some of the historical things that I have completely forgotten about from, like, learning in grade school. And it's just creating more awareness. And I think hopefully making me a little bit more intelligent and smarter and cognizant of the world. So that is why that's still one of my resolutions for this year. <sighs> Jamie, you're so wise. <laughs> Thank you. I feel like that's <laughs> just, you know, I aspire. I aspire. Um, mine, I originally said I didn't have one, but I do. Liar. Mine is to stress and obsess less. Oh, sure. I'm on that bandwagon too. I don't know how to make it happen. So I need to not focus on the stressful parts of things and I and I always make an attempt to do this but I need to do a better job and I need to um focus on the positive and obsess about the negative less so, so like, I, I kind of was proud of myself for the uh play on words with the stress and obsess less I feel like that could be a slogan no one steal it from me hashtag what okay we'll make a hashtag yeah no one steal it from me okay no, we'll start it so that it's originated yeah. with DVP. So that's Man, I yeah. Can't get the right I mean, angle. I kind of feel like yeah, this is like the slowest pouring wine of all time. It's it, like oh, there we go. Something <laughs> was happening inside the aerator. Blockage. Was, There's a blockage. Oh shit. Um, what was that? That was it, so. It bizarre. was. It was. A, it was a blockage. So, anyways, I. I just feel like you know. I feel like everyone should do this. Focus on the positive. You know, easier said than done, girl. Totally. That's why it's my New Year's resolution. Because I have a harder time doing it than, you know, than it it sounds. So that's my New Year's resolution. I need to just, like, I need to truck along. Because if anything that 2018 taught me is that, like, shit happens and, like... Shit that's out of your control happens. Shit that's out of your control. And, like, people go through really bad things. And so you need to be thankful for what you have and, like... Just move on and be positive and like, bam. I really like that you said that because, I mean, I, I, I oftentimes will not, I wouldn't say as often as I would like to. However, there are times when I'll just sit there and I'll be like, I'm so thankful that I have a car to get places. Mm-hmm. I'm so thankful that I have like a roof over my head. I'm thankful that I have the ability to purchase all of these delicious wines mm-hmm. and just share them with my wonderful friend Sarah here. And, yeah. and you know, it, it not, I mean, more serious than that, 
Right. I'm thankful that Health. I'm able to walk places. And yep. as, you know, my husband and I, we park our car in parking lots and we're like, we're able-bodied people so we can park further away and walk because other people maybe are not and need to park closer. There's a lot of bad shit in this world, people. So, like, just but be also, thankful for what you have. I think that's a good resolution, too. Mm-hmm. And I know some people have started some of those, like, um, either gratitude jars or like memory jars or things like that. And it's something like a ways for you to like, at the end of the year, reflect on all of the things that a, you are grateful for, or that you, you know, want to remember. Like, I know I have a friend who has kids who just, that's what she just did. She posted, like she's adding her first memories and stuff like per day, because how fucking cool would that be? Like at the end of the year, like New Year's Eve, Maybe if you're like me and you don't always want to, you don't want to go to like a massive, like, I'm going to be a sardine in like a bar or something. No. No, no, no. You can actually sit there with yourself or with loved ones and like go through these. Like, how fucking cool would that be to reflect on the year? That would be really awesome. I, I, like, I that. like that. It's like a memory. Shit, me- maybe I should start that. A memory box? We have a memory box, but um, it's just, uh, it's it's not like for a year, It just is box like random memories it's random right so you know so we talked about i mean obviously a lot of this is easier said than done like it's easy to say like oh i'm gonna do this but like how do you do it and i think that's one thing that you know again at least with my book thing i actually started a list before 2018 it was like here are books that I know that I want to read and I have kept it on my phone. It's in like my, one of my notes and it is just a continuation, a continuing list. So every mm-hmm. time I talk to somebody and say, tell me a good book, I just add it to that list. Right. And so it's always there. It's super accessible. I have the opportunity to, I visibly see, I have a list too then of all the ones that I have read. Yeah. And so it's like, I'm continually reminded because it's something that is literally at the tip of my fingertips all the time. Yes. Um, but so uh, there are, you know, there are so many articles and I know that this is obviously the time of year for everyone to like start promoting this, but there are ways to help make people more successful in their endeavors and their resolutions. And one of those, so there are a few things here, but, um, one of the things, um, which website, was this the CBS news? Yeah. So for CBS News, there are, like, a handful of things to remember. So one, be honest with yourself. Okay. Don't don't make some lofty-ass goal that you, like, I'm going to become a Miss, um, Miss America 2019. Cause, I mean, unless, that, if that's what you want to do, I mean, I'll support you. Listen, unless you've, like, won a bunch of pageants, like, if you've never done that, that's probably not going to happen. Like, the likelihood, like, let's let's set realistic goals. And also, in addition to something that, like, is, like, feasible for you and achievable, stick to one thing. I don't, I personally, I don't know that I always subscribe to that because I think that people can make resolutions in, like, different facets of their life. You know, I can make one for work. I can make one for here yeah. at home. I can make make one for like my brain. But that, but that's a lot to strive for. It not is a lot to strive not for. That you can't do that. But. True, very true. Um, make smart goals, and that is like the acronym SMART, which stands for specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time bound. Wow. And so, and some actually argue that there is a smarter acronym. 
Okay. So in addition to specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound, you also include evaluated and reviewed. So it means that you're not just saying like, I'm going to set this goal and I'm never going to check in. Like, this is an opportunity for you to take, okay, let's do a status check. Where are we here? Okay, so what can I do to make myself more successful moving forward from this point in time? Right. So it's not like I'm saying it. January 1st and leaving it and just, we'll just see what happens December 31st, if it's true or not. Um, the other thing is arrange your environment for successes, um, chart your progress, make yourself accountable and celebrate your successes, but also be compassionate for when you slip up. There is for sure, I think a stigma on people who don't don't a hundred percent stick to what they, what their goals are. And I think a lot of people have the mindset where if they don't do it a hundred percent of the time, then they've just failed. It's just like this super negative thing. Yeah. And that negative emotion, you know, converse of your resolution for this year, that negative emotion just like bears down, down on you in a lot of different ways. Well, it doesn't, and this is one of the tips on being successful, is it doesn't have to be all or nothing, right? So, like, if you're feeling negative about yourself because you slipped up, then, you know, you just put your first, your front foot. Your foot forward. Thank Take you. Take one more step forward. One more step forward. Because, I mean, so what? Reanalyze your plan. Like, so what, what didn't work out? Why did you slip up? Or, are is that, is that like, really okay? It's like, okay, well, I already messed up because I ate french fries. So now I'm just not going to go to the gym. Yeah, that's not. And now I'm just going to, like, eat that pizza and then I'm going to have dessert. Like, right. No. I mean, you had french fries. Like, okay, that's fine. Yeah. Like, you slipped up, but just keep moving forward. Right. So... No, I like that. And I like the idea of, um, you know, avoiding thinking about failures necessarily and really celebrating those successes and not necessarily celebrating like, Ooh, I'm going to give myself a treat or a goodie, but like really taking a moment to acknowledge like all the hard work. I am a visual human being. I oftentimes will have like, um, dorkily excited about this and I'm a little, I'm a little embarrassed by it. So don't judge me, but have you seen those Commit 30 planners? No. Okay, so it's like a planner. But I love planners. Girl, I mean, when I, this arrives, I actually I need a 2019 planner. Well, you can look at mine when it arrives. It okay. hasn't shipped yet. But, right. but it's this Commit 30, and so the idea is that every month is a new opportunity for you to set a new goal. And, mm-hmm. and I think that this actually pairs well with resolutions because maybe, like, if you say, I'm going to, I love this example. This was in one of the articles I read. Like, you're going to lose, like, 50 pounds in a year. Yeah. Okay, so January, that seems like, okay, that's definitely doable. But when you just say, I'm going to lose 50 pounds, that's not a plan. That's not, like, you don't have, like, milestones. It's important to sort of break down. You need a map. You need a map. You need a roadmap for how you're going to accomplish this. And, like, different check-in points. And Always goes back to the map. It does. And I thought that this Commit 30, granted, the, the idea is that you can do a different goal each month. But you have, like, they have stickers, too. But Oh, that makes it more fun. I know. And okay. colorful and delicious. And wonderful. Yeah. Delicious. Delicious. Really? Delicious. Anyway. <laughs> um, 
but I, I, I like that visual and like sometimes like, and I don't have like a big calendar right now, but I will, you know, asterisk certain asterisk certain days or star certain days that I've done an action that, you know, I was my goal for the year, for the month because I'm a visual learner. So like, let's say I was, I wanted to work out five days a week. Maybe I don't use my watch to track my workouts. Like today I forgot my freaking watch in class, which initially upset me, but I was like, you know, you worked out, you're fine. And besides, I didn't need one more thing on my wrist, like bombarding me. Tracking is like an obsession. Yeah. It's like, it has its pros and cons. You need to figure out what's right for you. But regardless, like I have other ways sure that I can track it, but I like, I need like a visual reminder, like in front of me. So I would, when I was training for the half marathon, I would have my calendar up on my fridge because I would see that every day, all day long. Cause I work from my kitchen counter and I would essentially be able to see like, okay, so I'm supposed to run three miles today. Okay. I got to do that. And if I don't do it, then it's like literally a blank space on my calendar. So understanding that I check boxes. It is. Yes, that's literally what it is. And it helps it helps me and I'm sure it would help a lot of people like just for like a slight visual reminder. Leave yourself a post-it note. I don't know. Oh my god, I love post-it notes. Girl, I, I that's how I get through work. Me too. I use post-it. I mean, I can't get through work if I'm not like post-it noting everything. I know. I know. So that's definitely, you know, a tip that I would use. So, do you want to know the top 10 New Year's resolutions of 2018? 19? Yeah. How do they have these already? Who collected this? What do you mean? For 2000, like, for this year? Yeah, who collected it? Uh, some statistics website? <laughs> Statista? Yeah. Statista? Statista. Okay. Yeah, let's Number hear. one... I'm going to guess. Can I guess? Can I guess? Yeah. Is it to work out? No. It's to diet or eat healthier. Oh, okay. So All close. Right. Okay. Number two is to exercise more. Sure, sure. What's the percentage? I'm curious. Uh, 71% for number oh. one. Number two is 65%. Oh, so number people can vote on multiple resolutions. Yeah. Okay. Number three, losing weight, 54%. I mean, that goes hand in hand with the first two. This is, by the way, an end of 2,000. 2,000 people were surveyed. Okay. Okay. Save more and spend less. Oh, that's good. Number four. Number five, learn a new skill or hobby. Number six is to quit smoking. Oh, that's good, too. Number seven is to read more. Oh. (gasps) Number eight is to find another job. Oh, Okay. Number nine is to drink less alcohol. Nope, not, not us. Here. <laughs> and number ten is to spend more time with family and friends. No one wants to stress less, guys. Nobody. Um, you know what? I think that actually, I would, I would argue that stress less is kind of built into some of those. Sure. Like taking, like reading a book and spending time with family. Probably. I'm surprised the sp- the spending time with family and friends. I feel like. Would have been, should be, not would have been, but should be higher on the list. But I think that may chalk up to the fact that people already have a strong relationship. I mean, that's the other thing is like an mm. N of 2000 over the entire population is. Yeah, mm, is low. It's low. low. It's low. It's low. Not overly representative. No. However, uh, those are pretty interesting. So you mentioned about the hobby. 
Uh, I literally thought about because I was listening to some other wine podcast. Okay. And they have a there's one that has a sponsor. It's not our sponsor because we don't have sponsors, but. Uh, it's called The Great Courses Plus, and I've actually, a couple of, a couple podcasts I listen to have that as a sponsor. They actually have, like, learn different languages, and I, honest mm. to God, was like, oh, I could take, I, like, French or Italian or something so that I can pronounce these wine things. So I should learn German. Yeah, probably you should. That's true. Yeah. That, sh- that could be, a, that could be my second year's resolution. Yeah. I have the app already downloaded. You have an app? Yes, it's Rocket Languages. I've never heard of this. Yeah. So my husband speaks German, everyone. This is why I think I need to learn German. Uh, I know some words. Like? Wunderbar. Means wonderful. wonderful. Yeah, it's Spätzle. Spätzle? Yeah, that's like the little pasta. Oh, no, but Spätzle, that's like a late harvest Oh, right, 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 right. (laughs) Anyway. And Riesling. Oh, look at you. Mm. Look at you. I'm so fancy with my... Well, I'm drinking my red wine. As we're wrapping up this beautiful 2019 years episode, I do also want to just mention that instead of New Year's resolutions, maybe we should say that they are goals. I agree. Because I feel like a resolution means you're doing something bad and you need to fix it. Where a goal can be like a specific thing that you want to achieve. It has a it has a, it has a more positive yes. connotation for sure. And it's more actionable. So, I mean, that's more effective, right? Do you let me ask you this question and because I have my own thoughts about it, uh-huh. but you know, one of the big things is holding yourself accountable. But I yeah. know that some people struggle with holding themselves mm-hmm. accountable and they need more of a support team around them. Now, I am curious what your thoughts are, like, for you personally, because I know a lot of people, I've already seen a bunch of it on, like, Facebook and Instagram yeah. and things like that. I personally don't like parading a ton of my personal things online. Yeah, and I don't know if that's that just, either. it's not, I just don't feel like I need, and sorry to say this, but, like, validation. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of, you know? And... But at the same time, I can also appreciate how that is something that helps people stick to it and gives them more encouragement mm-hmm. and motivation. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I've seen a lot more of that over the years. I think you need to find what works for you, right? So, like, for me, I'm a very private person. I mean, shocking <laughs> with the podcast. But, like, about things like that, like, I don't, I don't like putting that – I don't like putting – pictures out on Facebook like it's just it's not my deal so like I don't need to do that to document my every move right however for some people it makes them feel better it makes them it it helps them succeed okay great is it helping you then do it if not if it's negative then cut it out you know like yeah but certain things you know as we were kind of doing this research here on New Year's resolutions aka goals so you want to make something really specific so yeah. that you're not, you're going to fail if it's broad, right? Oh, for sure. You're totally going because to fail. Because that's the whole thing. If it's too vague, you have no way of knowing yeah. if you've actually achieved it. Yeah. And really. you need to make it pers- pers- personally meaningful. Mm-hmm. So like, it's got to mean something to you. 
Yeah. Like, it doesn't... Like, okay, getting in shape is a great goal, right? But... Does that mean something to you, or are you just trying to impress? Like, other how people? do you how do you define that too? Like, yeah. what's getting in shape? Does that mean that you're trying to get more muscle definition? Does that mean that you want to be able Lose to 10 run? Pounds. Yeah, or does that mean that you want to be able to run a ten minute mile? Like, like what is what what is the measurable and going measurable back to and our specific? Smart, yeah, what is your your specific measurable goal that you can check in and like what your progress is towards mm-hmm. it? Mm-hmm. And yeah. do that. Check in with your progress. Yeah, exactly. I think um, even to that point and even considering, you know, like some people might be more personal and like can definitely like don't need external motivation necessarily. Again, I have that visual mu- motivation, which is typically how I keep track of my own personal Oh, goals. I need I, I need that checkbook. Yeah. Or not checkbook. I need those check, check boxes box. and mm-hmm. I need that like... I I'm going to show you my planner when I get okay, it. I'm really I'm, I have never... Because I am looking for my new 2019 planner. I didn't know any... I never knew anybody who used it. And last year I was thinking about it and I didn't do it. This year I think I'm going to... I resolve to mm-hmm. see how this works out for me. But the other thing I was going to say is that instead of like... For some people who feel more private but maybe feel like they need some additional support, find a small group of people, whether it's at work or, like, from your friend pool, and just confide in them and just say, hey, I think I might need some help. Yeah. It's not... A resolution or a goal doesn't mean that you have to do it, like, just by yourself. Like, they're... Some of these things are really, I don't want to say far-fetched, but some of these things are really challenging. And in order Agreed. to achieve them, like, you need to utilize your resources. And so, you know, find that little group of humans or animals, I don't know, that, whatever, I was just going to go weirder. But find that and, like, get going. You can do it. You, you can, can do it. it. <laughs> Put your ass into it. Oh, my God. Maybe not all resolutions would include that. Include asses? Okay. Mm -hmm. Probably not. Mm -hmm. So, well, on that note, we wish you guys a very, very happy new year, number one. Happy new year. Pleasant 2019. Pleasant 2019. Drink some wine. Enjoy. If you want to share your resolutions with us, you can definitely do that, and we will support you through this. For sure. Cheers at gmail.com. Yeah, or tag us on Instagram. Yes, do that. Um, or on Facebook. But do that as well. the other thing that, um, you know, we are resolving, I think, as our podcast, as our D, for our DB peeps, you know, we want to bring you really new, exciting wines. We want to try to get into some other varietals that we haven't touched on. Um, and just bring you, we continue to resolve to bring you fun episodes and drink good wine. We and resolve share. to drink and have a good time, guys. Yeah. <laughs> And we hope you have the same. We hope resolution. that you want to have a good time with us. So, if you have any ideas, ping us, email us, do whatever you need to do to get it our way. Yeah, but we would love to hear them. So. All right. Well, happy new year, and until next week, our DB peeps. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you hear, please rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform to help spread the DBP word. Check out our website and blog at dbpcheers.com. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at dbpcheers or on the Drunk Bitches Podcast Facebook page. 
We'd love to hear from you. So send your questions, comments, and fun wine or topic ideas to dvpcheers at gmail.com. Until next time. Cheers from the girls of DVP. DVP.